where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Let's go to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line because another guy like that is a guy who should be and will be a Hall of Famer, Tori Holt, who's on the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. And first of all, Tori, I always love talking to you. It's great to hear your voice. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Randy. I hope you all are well. Hey, Michelle, how are you doing? What's going on, Tori? How are you? So you might not have heard it when we introed you, but we played this great return with the bob and weave, and we were just talking to Ricky Prohl about how you were the creator, the brains behind the bob and weave. So can you take us behind coming up with that and telling your teammates, this is what I'm going to do. This is our celebration. Oh, wow. It was. Um, it, it, it originated. I was, I'm a huge Muhammad Ali fan, so for our St. Louis Rams, our St. Louis listeners, I've mentioned that before of how big of a fan I was of Ali. So after training camp or after practice, I would come home and um, and I would pop in Ali's tapes and I would watch his old fights and his old in- interviews and you know and just watching his watching how he worked the ring and how he bobbed and weaved to dodge punches um, was uh, was intriguing to me. And then I'm also a huge hip hop fan, so. Um, there's a group at the time by the name of the Lost Boys, and, and you all you all probably are familiar with Busta Rhymes as well. They, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that was that was right. That was a dance, you know, a, a bop that they had when they would dance. That I uh, that I was also intrigued by. So I was like, you know what? Let me let me let me uh, let me see if I can put something together. And I did. So I would watch myself in the mirror, you know, dance and kind of emulating what. Again, what Busta Rhymes and Lost Boys and and Muhammad Ali were doing, and then I went to practice one day. I went to practice, and and Roland Williams was who I hit up first because Roland was a ton of energy, so he didn't he didn't mind dancing and entertaining and having fun. So I said, "Man, look, I'm after the, after I score, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this dance," and um, and I did it, and then he ran over and did it, and once the once the veteran guys you know, bought into it, I knew we had something. And then it was like, well, we'll you know, what are we going to call it? And I was like, Bob and Weave, because, you know, Muhammad Ali, you know, Bob and Weave. So I was like, mm, call it the Bob and Weave. So uh, that's that's how it started. And um, and it went from practice to the games. And then, you know, you look up and it was in, then the folks in the stands were doing it. And I saw Randy, I think I saw Randy a couple of times trying it. Um, it it yeah. became contagious. Yeah, it became <laughs> Came contagious, uh, so that's how the Bob and Weave. Uh, that's how it started. Tori Holt, what impressions did Isaac Bruce make on you when you got to training camp in 1999? Oh wow, he made a ton of impressions, uh, but I, I think the one uh, that sticks out the most. And I was just telling the story the other day when I was um, doing an interview, and they was asking me about we were talking about Isaac. Um, was he? We were. 
he was dropping a few of us off at our hotel um, after after training camp practice, and someone spilled something in his car. And this is this is a you know a, a nice Range Rover, and I can't remember if it was me or who it was, but some some someone spilled something in his vehicle, and you should have seen the look on our face. Everybody's like, oh, you know, like oh, like we was about to get we was about to catch it. He was like, don't even. He was like, don't even. He was like, don't even worry about it. He's like, don't even worry about it. We'll we'll clean that up. I'll get it cleaned up. Don't even worry about it. You know, let me get y'all to the to the hotel so y'all can get you know get ready for tomorrow. So everybody was like, oh okay, well cool. Everybody just kind of went back to you know talking and, and laughing. But he made it. It wasn't you know for him those was it was just that was just stuff. He didn't he didn't care care about any of that stuff. You know he just wanted to make sure that we got got to the room safely. So that was that was a very um that was a very uh humble humble moment, you know, watching who he was and and then and then to see him go into the practice room going to the the going to practice and compete at the level in which he competed. And then seeing him in the meeting room studying, sitting up front, you know, making his notes and I can count on my hands how many uh, mental bust Isaac had during my playing career with him. You know, he was just that intelligent as a ball player. So you know, it was all those things. It was the competitor on the field, but just his, his overall, his his humility, his 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 humility was what stood out most most to me. Tori, you're you're talking about his work ethic, and I've been reading so much about Isaac the past couple of days, and almost everybody on the team mentions how hard he worked. It seemed like you guys really pushed one another to not only be at a certain level, but to have the same success. Everything you're just saying about him, how he set a standard in so many ways. Yeah, I think too, you know, it, it was really, Michelle, when, we, when I, you know, playing with those guys, everybody, uh, and, and you all have heard this often spoken from the guys that participated on that team. We all enjoyed each other's success. We celebrated in one another's success and we were also competitors. We competed against each other. I just wanted to be great every day. I wanted to be great every day. He wanted to be the number one. I wanted to be the number one. That was just the, that's that's as a you can take the names off of it. You can put any name on it. If you're competing at that level, you got to have that mentality. But there was also enough, again, enough uh, unselfishness that all of our players had. Um, and then, as we're speaking of Ike, he had that um, that was just genuine. That was good, and it was healthy for our team. And I think once we we un- understood that and everybody was cool with that, we that's why we were able to play at the level that we were able to play at and not have any bickering and beefing going because we enjoyed each other's success. Future Hall of Famer Tory Holt with Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Tory, you mentioned the off-field thing, the the car situation where somebody spilled a drink. But what about on the field? Whether on the practice field or on in, in a game, what? is the standout moment for you in your mind's eye when you think of Isaac Bruce what is that moment the again the ultimate competitor when we were in training camp one year and I think and we were we were all gearing up to get ready to fight the fight the defensive backs you know and Isaac was was leading that charge <laughs> so I, I knew right then I said I, I knew right then that I could rock with him you know I knew right then because he competed he stood up for himself he stood up for the group and um, so that's one uh, one thing amongst others that, that I remember. Uh, but from that day on, we just competed, Randy. We just competed our butts off. Uh, he, again, set the standard for what it was, what it should be like 
Um, I've always said he's an ultimate competitor, ultimate professional. Um, and then the things, too, that he does off of the football field in regards to the community there in St. Louis and even back in, in, in Florida also sticks out to me as well. And he continues to do that. I just That's just who he is. That's just who – that's just his makeup. And uh, and he showed that every single day he came into that room. You know, again, a guy that didn't talk much, but when he played, uh, you can his play did a lot of talking for him. And Tori, we were reminiscing with Kurt earlier about that first San Francisco game, the game at the Dome in '99, and you were a rookie. And uh, Kurt was talking about how he was. Isaac was passing along how important 49er week was. And I was telling Kurt, I got the impression during that week that his demeanor was just different going into that game. You were with him every day in receiver meetings. What was it like leading up to that, that home 49er game in 99? What was Isaac like? Um, I mean, from what I can remember, outstanding practice. Certain, like you mentioned, he was certainly locked in. You know, I was just getting, you know, I'm a rookie, so I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get an understanding of what this, what this, you know, what this robbery means. And I'm also trying to make sure that I know my assignment so I don't screw it up on Sunday. So that's kind of what my mind, mindset was. But, and then when I got out on the field on Sunday, I was, I was able to watch a Hall of Famer receiver uh, really go to work. Um, he, was, he was insanely great that day. Uh, it was it, it was a, it was a, for me it was a welcome to the National Football League type of a moment watching someone else do their thing that plays my position. Um, so I, I knew from that day how serious the robbery was, and then I also understood what it took uh, to compete at such a, a high level, and I wanted to do just that and more and better, and 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 that all, and that all and that all started with. Uh, watching Isaac really dominate uh, the forty the Forty ers you know, pretty single handedly, uh, one of the better performance performances that I've ever seen from a wide receiver. Tori, Isaac said something uh, a few weeks ago. He was being interviewed, and he said something about himself and about you. He was asked about the best wide receiver duo of all time, and he was asked yeah. if he thinks that you and Tor you and he were better than Randy Moss and Chris Carter, and he said, yes, you guys are the best wide receiver duo yeah. of all time because <laughs> no you won a Super Bowl. Tori, your thoughts on that statement? No, I, I, when, I, when, I, when I've heard that, this is the first time Isaac did something like this. You know, when we were playing, he mentioned, <laughs> to Tampa, mentioned when we were playing Tampa Bay that we were, we were, he was guaranteed that we was going to win that game. And they came and said, well, what, what do you feel about that? I said, well, we're going to guarantee, I'm guarantee you that we're going to win that game. You know, when the, when the, OG, when the OG speaks, you know, you, you, you follow, you know what I mean? Because I know it's coming, I know it's coming from a good place. And um, so what, what, what do you expect for him to say? We are, I agree, we, we are the, one of the best duos or best duos in, in the National Football League. Um, and, again, you have to have that kind of confidence. You have to carry yourself in that manner if you're going to uh, become that. So 100% um, totally rock with Isaac on that. That's my man. So I go to war with him any day. Tori Holt, you have an experience that, 99.999% of the people in the world will never have, and that is being a champion on a professional sports team. 
What's that been like for you when when this group gets back together or texts or you're on a phone call? I have to believe, because most of the teams that I've seen like you, it's like you've never been apart. It's the best. It's, 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 the, it's the best, Randy. Um, as you mentioned, you know, we text each other. Uh, we call each other we, when we do see each other. Like this weekend, you know, everyone, it's going to be a lot of guys that be seeing each other. It's just like we pick pick right up where we left off. But that – but when you win something as as sacred and as as as, um, as big as the Super Bowl, you're connected for life. Um, because if one thing we can do is when we get back, we can go back to those moments, and those moments make you feel good. And whatever else is going on in your life at that particular time goes away because you put you immediately put yourself in that moment uh, that we all went through. And I remember Coach Vermeil uh, and Coach Martin and them just talking about you know us being in you know special place, special time, you know, and, and how important and big this is and to cherish it and to and Coach Ramirez was always big about uh, letting us know it's okay to talk to each other and express how we truly feel. And so when we're when we're around each other, we get an opportunity to do that, whether it's on text or when we get together. Um so I, I love that team. I will always love the team. I love St. Louis. I've always loved the city. You know, you we, you know, I know we talk at limps about the players uh, but I do want to spend a few moments and, and talk about the fans and 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 in that dome every Sunday uh, and how they showed up, good, bad, or indifferent. The excitement that you would see on their faces, the stories that we would get that I get about, you know, people being at home in their in their in their uh, living rooms, ready at six o'clock and seven o'clock in the morning, ready for Rams games because you know we played at noon, <laughs> so you know people would be uh, you know ready and for getting themselves prepared for the game because they didn't want to miss it, so they wanted to make sure that they had everything in place because they did not want to get up from their seats. So that's why we did it. That's one of the reasons why we did it because we had great sports fans, great fans in the city of St. Louis. So thanks to all the fans, and I, I hope you all appreciate and enjoy the, those moments just as much as we do uh, on those group texts. That's very well said. Tori, Michelle and I really like it here in Canton, and we're going to be here when you get inducted. Yes, confirmed. That sounds good. That sounds really good. So let's, 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 uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's keep praying and, hope, and hoping for the best. I hope I'm there one day. Yeah, we do too. Tori, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. And uh, can't thank you enough. Love you. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Randy. I appreciate it. Michelle, take care, love. Thank you. Talk to you, Tori. That is the great Tori Holt on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.